Welcome to season four of the Invest Your Best podcast with Allie Kay. Come along as I casually explore what it takes to live your best life mentally and physically by focusing on the things you can control, your thinking and actions. Come and listen as I have open, real, and honest conversations about what it takes to step into action to live your best life. It's time to invest your best. All right, all right. Welcome to another episode of the Invest Your Best podcast. I am your host, Ali Kay. Today's a good episode, guys. I have on the show Aurora Copel and Kristen Gaffney. They are the hosts of the brand new podcast, Barely Filtered, and I am loving their podcast. So today's episode is just a lot of different conversations. These two women really keep it real. We talk about what it is like to live life in their 30s compared to life before, motherhood, having adult friendships as a mother. We talk about just slowly reducing alcohol in our lives, entrepreneurship, just all the things. These two women are so funny. They're so inspiring. And I love their podcast because you would think they agree on a lot of things as friends, but really they don't, which I think is really admirable because they're bringing two different perspectives on so many different topics, including controversial ones. So definitely stick around for today's episode. Aurora and Kristen, welcome to the Invest Your Best podcast. Aurora and Kristen, welcome to the Invest Your Best podcast. How are you? I'm so good. It's my birthday today, guys. Happy birthday. <laughs> I have some flowers just to, yeah, I'm 34. This It's really annoying because I'm two weeks older than Kristen. So she's 33 for two weeks and I'm 34, which is just really I'm just, I'm just way younger than her, you know, she's <laughs> an old hag. Well, Hey, I just turned 34 and I feel like 30s are your prime. Like, is that yeah. how you feel? Like, tell me about 1, your 30s versus your 20s. Oh my God. Um, well, I, I feel like your confidence is found in your 30s. Yeah. I feel a million times more confident. I feel like my balls are so much bigger. I have no problem confronting someone, sending the wine back if I don't like it telling someone how I feel or cutting them off. I'm just, I feel like I'm finally true to my authentic self and it takes a, it's a journey for sure. Cause I was not like that in my twenties, but I think your thirties is truly when you thrive. I agree. Aurora, what about you? What are, what was different yeah. in twenties versus now? I don't know. Like I definitely agree in a lot of ways. I know myself so much better than I always, than I, like I ever had before. I can see myself you know, maybe starting the same pattern or something that I know doesn't work, or I know what really does work for me now. Like I know I'm just somebody who works out five days a week. I have to. And like one of the benefits of it is that I get like my body looks good, but I do it for my mental health. It like helps me connect, stay connected and grounded. And it just sets the precedent for my entire um, schedule for the day. And for me, that means waking up early. Um, 
which also means that like it doesn't really I can't really drink because if I drink then I can't wake up early then I can't work out so it's like all these things that like you're finally like okay I get it it only took me three decades but like here I am I completely agree it you're so in tune with your health and your body and what works for you and everything like something that might work for Aurora might not work for me and what works for me might not work for her like you find what works for you and what's important to you um, and not everyone follows through with, with these things, but if you do, I feel like you can really find true success. It's so true. I feel like we have this awareness and it's almost like, darn, I wish I had this awareness when I was in my prime in my twenties, you know, but I feel I like that's it. also the shift in your thirties and why it really is your prime. And I think especially after having kids, you know, where those mama bears, where it's like, I don't care what you think. I'm going to stand up for myself too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, having kids definitely puts everything into perspective and it just makes you realize how precious time is. It's like, I don't, you know, if something isn't more either fun for me or isn't serving a greater purpose, like I'd rather be with my kids. Just 1000%. If it's not giving you an orgasm or adding value and making (laughs) you laugh or putting money in your pocket, the answer is no. (laughs) I I love that. Yeah. It's also like, be, I don't know. I don't know why this meme is coming to mind, but it's like be the person your dog thinks you are. It's like be the person your kid <laughs> thinks you are. I don't know why I, I saw it with the dog, but it's like now it's also kind of like you don't want to disappoint your kids. Like you, it used to be, you don't want to disappoint your parents, maybe, but like you really don't want to disappoint your kids. You know, they're so, they're watching everything you do for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So my oldest is nine, and wow. it is it is like the age where you can't fake it anymore. You know, they truly know who you are and just kind of like jumping in because I know we mentioned like alcohol, you know, Aurora. And someone just asked me that question to ask you if you're still alcohol free. But for me, that was kind of like my thing about going alcohol free is my son was watching me. And then the next day when I was hung over on the weekends, which is like our time together, there was a pattern and he was aware of this. And I think that was like one of my driving forces of like really evaluating myself, like is alcohol truly bringing value to my life? Yeah. I mean, it's such a, it really is a bold choice to cut out alcohol. If I think almost more bold if you don't have like an intervention of people telling you like, this is ruining your life, you know, cause it's kind of like you could get away with living subpar the rest of your life. If you wanted to, a lot of people do, but it's just being, That's most people. That, like, fearless, but it's having, it, it's being able to really just look at yourself in the mirror and know that you're not lying to anybody but yourself. Um, and you already have all your answers. So in terms of alcohol for me, I am, so I, I cut it out for like four months and then I started drinking again in January and then I realized it doesn't actually add any value to my life and then I stopped again. So I'm on the off phase right now. But for me, it's like, it's, I'm being patient with my journey because it, it really like, it needs to be something that I'm exploratory with. Like, can I have a glass of wine with spaghetti? Cause it brings me joy. Maybe I'll get there some point but like right now I'm going through divorce like I'm there's a lot of stress in my life so it's like is this the time to have something in that I know I've used to help numb myself probably not like it's I'm not drinking because I'm going through a hard time you know and Aurora remind because Aurora actually really opened my eyes when she first did that four-month journey being sober was it back in August or something 
um, this yeah. book well, called I didn't Al- know it was by kids either, which was not that the, long ago. <laughs> what's who's the author? Alcohol Lied to Me. Yeah, there's so many good books. Um, there's a book called Alcohol Lied to Me by Craig Beck. I listened to him yeah. on Audible. It's really good. Um, the Naked Mind by I had Ray. her on the podcast. Oh, Annie really? Grace was what? on the pod. Oh. She was at- I read her her book and for a whole year, I evaluated my relationship with alcohol until I pulled the trigger. I went 200 days without alcohol, which I needed to reevaluate my relationship. Then I got pregnant with my third baby, then started drinking again just recently. And then I'm like, just like you or where I'm like, this isn't adding value. So it's kind of like that journey. Yeah, I love that though. I love it. Honestly, what I like is just, I loved how much it opened my mind, like Kristen said, too, because, you know, there's so much of that mommy wine culture, cough, cough, Molly Sims, um, that, like, you know, they kind of glorify it or make light of it. But the truth is, it's not funny to numb your anything. It's not cute. It's not cute. And it also is, like, can't, I don't know, you have to read those books and just learn that we are the butt of a really long-standing joke that's not funny at all because it's killing more people every year than any other drug, any other food, any other anything. Um, so it's just making an informed choice. You know? Like, I do things all the time that I know that are bad for me because I know, okay, you know, whatever, I've been weighing the pros and the cons. It's The problem is when people think a glass of red wine a day is good for you. It's really, truly... It's not. Much- right. I highly recommend this book. When I read it after she suggested it, I... It- completely changed my mind with alcohol. Now I, I'm not going to say I'm sober, but I call myself a Cabo drinker where it's I like, it. I, I know the kids are taken care of. I know I'm clocked out of work. I'm vacay. I'm going to have fun. But for me, like it took me so much alcohol to get, you know, drunk or get that to that high. And then I would just feel like crap. And then you, like, you know, like you can't be hung over with kids. It's just not, not, and it doesn't feel good. I didn't like feeling like that. I, I felt like a loser. So, but yeah, I highly recommend the book. Aurora suggested it to me. It changed my life and I obviously changed hers. So yeah, it's just, it's the whole mommy wine culture club, making fun of your kids and your husband and putting everyone down and saying you need wine to numb yourself. Like it's, it's just not a good look for, for women or mothers in my personal opinion. I've done stories before where I fully have like wine in a sippy cup at the park, making a joke about it. Like I was, (laughs) I used to too. I I used to too, for sure. Deep down, it's like that was not helping my life, guys. Right. And I think it's important for people to understand, like, there is an option. I think people think it's either you're sober because you have a problem or we're in this like mommy drinking culture, have to drink every weekend. And there is like there's a middle ground for it. Yeah. And I think more people need to speak up about that narrative. It's enlightening. Yeah, I love well, the middle. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be like all alcohol, no alcohol, but it is what I liked about it most about doing these, what I call monk modes, which is like three or four months of just really not drinking. It can be longer than that, but like it takes three months to rewire your brain and to really learn how to do things in a different way, which is so important. Like I had to relearn how to go to a concert without drinking, go to like a basketball game, go to go out to dinner. And it's, it's really important to be able to, know how to do something without needing it to be paired with alcohol. That, that was like enough of a purpose for me to, to, for it to serve, you know, even just for that. Yeah. And it's understanding that there's replacement behaviors too. It's almost like having the behavior of holding the glass and it's that comfort. And like, I just went to, I never go out 
and I had to go to a cocktail hour and everyone had their glass. And I just asked the bartender, can you put Perrier in this wine glass? And I feel like it was that placebo effect. Like I had yeah. something and all of a sudden I just felt relaxed. So it's also like, it's relearning those behaviors and replacing them. Totally. It's also funny being on the outside looking in now too. When I do, I, I don't go out either, but if I see people and they're slurring their words and they're sweaty yes. and all these things, I'm like, Ugh, like I don't want to look like that. That is not yep. cute. And that was <laughs> <Get> me. me. <laughs> yes. I feel so Kristen, you are pregnant with baby number three. How are you mm. feeling? I know you're not finding out. I did the same thing. So exciting. I'm so excited. We were actually just talking about this before we started recording. I am personally not one of those women that is like, I love being pregnant. It's so beautiful. I'm like, have you seen my nipples? Like, <laughs> there's yeah. nothing cute that's happening right now. And I'm waddling. I've got sciatica. It's just, I'm, and I can't work out, which is really, really hard for me because I'm like Aurora. That's like kind of how I clear my mental space. Um, I worked out as long mm-hmm. as I could until I couldn't. Um, so I'm excited. I'm very excited. I'm very ready. I'm literally was bouncing on a ball right before this. I'm doing all the tricks. I did all the tricks with the boys to get them out early. I'm not one of those girls that wants to go 41 weeks. I'm I'm ready to have this baby. So I'm excited. I felt every emotion in the book from, you know, guilt with the boys and oh my gosh, our whole family dynamics going to change to excitement and gratitude. It's it's motherhood. It's a, it's an emotional roller coaster, but we're ready. <laughs> it definitely is. Do you have a feeling of what you think it is? Is this pregnancy different? I- this pregnancy is different. I didn't even feel or look really that pregnant up until probably six weeks ago. And then it happened, you know, slowly, then suddenly very fast. But I, I don't get sick. I, I also think it's a testament to how healthy I was leading up to this and how clean my body was from the inside out. So and I like I said, I stayed working out. So that could be a part of it. But my cravings are different. I want fruit and orange juice and yogurt and oatmeal and salad. Oh, oh, that was my girl. Yeah, that's right here. And then I'm also carrying differently. I'm carrying like outward instead of wide, like I did with the boys. Um, but then again, I could have I just been how huge. Much truth there is to that. Like, is that actual? I, I wonder if that's what I, I don't know. It could be like, is it a true old wives' tale, or am I just mentally and like have more knowledge and I'm just a healthier human than I was five years ago? So we'll see any day now. Aurora, what do you think it is? I, I, I feel bad because I don't want, I don't want her to think that like, I am hoping it's, it's a girl, but I do think it's a girl this time. I just am feeling that vibe. I, I do think like this pregnancy looks different for her. Um, but it could just be that she, like now she knows the drills. She's just, she knows yeah. that you can't just like eat as whatever you want for the first like, you know, 20 weeks, like we all thought we could. And then we ended up, doctor's like, slow down, sweetie. You've already hit your yep. It's your so funny that the body's going to do what it wants to. Like I look better, even though I'm still big. Like I didn't have cheekbones or a jawline with the boys. I was full blown whale, but I've so far gained, I've gained 50 pounds so far. Like, and I've gained 50 oh, wow. pounds no. of every pregnancy. Okay. But it's it's interesting how it goes in different places yeah. and whatnot. Apparently, it's all in my tits this time around. But yeah. um, <laughs> but the body's gonna do what it wants. That's like I me. I was like pregnant yeah. in my ass. Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. good. <laughs> well, we'll but if it's a boy, you're happy. A healthy baby is all that matters. I'm a boy mom to three, and it's 
it's really it's fun I love it and all the boys are crazy about each other yeah I honestly when I was pregnant and I didn't know if I was having a girl and everyone was saying you're having a girl I was like freaking out because I'm like what do I do with a girl I wouldn't know I I would I wouldn't know I wasn't ready last time because when we did our gender reveal for common I was like oh thank god it's a boy because I wasn't mentally ready but Tyler really wants a girl but it's so funny because we got the the book. I don't, it's called like Baby Dust Method or something where there's different oh. tricks and old wives tales and positions and timing. And we tried it all, except I was already pregnant. <laughs> we started You're already pregnant. Oh, because I, I do already actual to like the female sperm li- live longer. So like yes. it's, okay. it's a time up like when you add sex to when like you show that you're pregnant on a pregnancy test, you yep. might be able to tell if it was like a longer between conception and um like that when you're like hc gc levels are high and i was doing for- yeah i was doing the sticks and everything except yeah i was already three weeks pregnant already when started trying it. I I and tequila and snoop dog concert got uh, me that will do it that <laughs> will do it okay Chinese I talk- calendar has always been so accurate with anybody i've t- checked with like the gender or i guess like- i did seven different websites and they all said girl so we'll see. Like, I guess we have three boys in a row. Like I guess on the back of my mind, I'm like, no, it's just probability. Like you're you're gonna have a girl. You don't people don't just have three boys, but I guess they do. <laughs> they do. Yeah. And I tell you, like now that I have three boys, it's like a secret mom club. Like when you see another person with the three moms, we kind of just like give each other a nod. Like okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when when people have when people have like one girl, and they're like, oh, I get it. I'm like, no, you don't. No. <laughs> no, no, you don't. I know girls really are. Um, there's just something a little, I don't know. Actually, I take it back. So they kept me up last night to like two in the morning. They're just more clingy. Like my, they really want their mommy more than I've experienced from my boy. I don't know. Like How, like, how old now. is she now? She's, she'll be three in August. Okay. How do they get along? What's the dynamic there? Not, not, I mean, they, they love each other, but they fight all the time. Like, so lazy of that age where she's like, come on. Like we were trying to play soccer yesterday. She's taking the ball, running away with it. Like she's not, the sharing is not clicking. And then Remy <laughs> is like, wants to, you know, he, he just doesn't have a lot of patience with her. He'll hit her and, and he's four. So there's that chaos. It's going tough on. ages. It's tough it, ages. There, yeah, those are tough ages. It levels out. My middle one is four, and I feel like we're going through it with him. So four yeah. was the toughest age for us. Yeah, it's just that middle of like they kind of get it, but they still don't. Motions wild. But I will say, wait till the nine year old. We are going through all the emotions, preteen. Like it is. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So, but I oh. want to talk. Your podcast, Barely Filtered, it is coming out. Congratulations. You guys are with Dear Media. That is like the dream. Tell me about a little bit about it, how you guys decided to do it, what we can expect. Well, I think it originated not especially with a podcast. I don't know. So we're Mexican. Basically, I don't travel with anyone except for the Copo sisters. (laughs) And we were in, I think, Cabo in Aurora and I basically just clicked and we're like, we need to do something. We don't, we didn't know what it was or a podcast or a product or what, but we're just like, we are two girls who really don't care what people think of us that much, which I find is rare. And we're moms. So we knew we needed to do something. And then we just kind of put our brains together with our, you know, our team and our closest friends and came up with this podcast and idea. And it was actually, I would say over a year in the making, because I, on my time hop, 
we did a, a mock recording back in last March. So it's been over a oh, year yeah. and we pitched around to a couple people and dear media stuck and it just felt right. And for them I and think for us. Also like, it's not that we don't care what people think. Of course there's like, uh, you know, it's things when people say things about us, of course. Yes. But I think what, what we thought we had an edge on is that, um, we, I, I think other women can learn from what we've gone through and we're willing to be vulnerable and share like the hardships of like Kristen had a hard life growing up. I've gone through a lot of different things in my life. And I feel like there's just, there's a little bit of a superpower to being able to be like, I'm willing to share a story with you in hopes that it, it will help you. So that's yeah. our goal. The goal is really focused on the audience and what they can get from our stories. If not just to laugh at us, that's, that's a win also. <laughs> And I think social media, there's just so much highlight reel and perfection. I think people are over perfection and people, especially now, nowadays are so scared to say how they feel. So they almost get excited when someone else says what they're thinking. And I think like Aurora said, of course, we get a lot of hate. We get a lot of mean people or threats. People are, are mean, are mean. It sucks. And it sucks to hear and feel those things. But like she said, we're willing to share and go there. And I think that's what makes us stand out is we're willing to be honest and open without a filter. I love that. And I think that's that's one of the reasons why I truly love social media, too. Like I got pregnant with my first son. I was really young at 24. There wasn't social media like there is now. And I wish I could like go on the line and see someone else kind of further along in the journey and yeah. be like, Okay, I'm not alone. Like you're doing it. And I think that's so powerful. Totally agree. I agree. And I think Aurora's story too is really going to hit with a lot of women as well because she's a mom going through a divorce. And you think, oh, look at her. She's perfect and everything's great. And she's goes there. <laughs> she's she's very close to perfect, but um, yeah. she she shares she shares a lot of her heart and is very vulnerable. And it's really refreshing for people to to go there and share the struggles, the highs, the lows, the fears, um, because so many women have those same fears and to talk about it so openly is allows people to connect with her and her story. Definitely. I have friends going through divorce right now, Aurora. I mean, speak how much you want, but if you don't mind me asking you, what do you find like the most like learning curve through this or what are you learning how to handle it? Yeah. I mean, man, there's like a lesson there's so many lessons that sometimes it can catch up with me in a moment and I can't breathe. Like it feels so overwhelming just because there's so many things to learn from what, from, you know, just planning a life with somebody, having a life with somebody, having children with them or not. Um, and then just kind of realizing that, you know, not every, not everything you plan is going to work out the way that you thought it would. And also, you know, that's okay. There's, there's something for you to learn in, in picking up your life again and realizing that you have to fall in love with yourself first in order to attract uh, a partner that's going to grow with you and, and that you can make a, a lasting life with. And for me, it just wasn't, it, it didn't happen and that's okay. Like I, I have full faith that it will at some point in the future with, with somebody else, but there's all those emotions too about like, you know, I have two kids now and, and now it's just, I wouldn't bring, I wouldn't date any, just anybody. I, the stakes are so much higher and my kids are always going to be my number one priority, which is kind of 
just makes the selection process just easier, I think. Cause I'm like, I'm not fucking around. <laughs> um, but there's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to change is hard for ever, for anybody, but especially with a relationship, um, you just really have to find strength in yourself and, and every moment of our, I mean, literally on my birthday today, I woke up and my, me and my ex are still sharing a house because we're going through the divorce process and we're like, we try not to, we try like to skirt around each other. So we're like really in the trenches of just trying to move on with their life. Like next month I'm getting my own place and he's buying me out of our house. But like the first thing this morning that we talked about was just like financial stuff, our split. And I'm just like, when is this going to be over? It's like a hell that like divorce. I thought divorce takes like a couple months. It can take years. <laughs> and that's what people don't tell you. Like, it's just a lot when you, when you're trying to be fair and mm -hmm. not balance and you share kids and property and a life with someone. Um, so if you know somebody who's going through a divorce, just be patient with them because they're going through a lot. <laughs> yeah. My business partner right now, she's been, she doesn't mind me saying this, but she's been going through a divorce for over a year, you know, yeah. and they're amicable. It's just, figuring out the parts of it yeah and I can't imagine how emotionally draining that is where you just want to move on but you're still like you're still in it it can be so hard to avoid weight gain especially with all the things going on in our life and it can be really frustrating when we're working hard to do everything right and we're consistent and then we step on that scale and it keeps creeping up or maybe you don't even see the scale move at all. But I recently learned a very interesting fact about how weight gain works and the super simple way to control it. So on last week's episode, I was chatting with Tina Anderson. She's the co-founder of Just Thrive Probiotic. If you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out. And she was telling me that when it comes to fat burning, you and I are basically at the mercy of two specific hunger hormones. So these hormones, which are controlled by your gut, it all starts with your gut, they are responsible for switching off your fat storing and switching on your fat burning. So when your gut can properly parent these hormones, your body literally absorbs less fat from the food you eat and burns the excess fat that you have. Oh yeah, thank you, we all want that. But thanks to our modern toxic world, it's way too easy for these hormones to misbehave and run wild. And so, when that happens, you end up choosing foods you know are bad for you, eating more food even when you aren't hungry, I am so guilty of that one, and also making bad food choices because you think it will boost your mood again very guilty of that one that's why it's so important to support the health of your gut so you get these hormones under control and thanks to tina my go-to gut support is just thrive probiotic i am obsessed and i am taking this during pregnancy and you know, if you've been following me, you know I'm obsessed with my health and really keeping that lifestyle up, especially during pregnancy. Up to 80% of your immune system lives in your gut, so a healthy gut is truly the master key to staying resilient and feeling your best. And with Just Thrive Probiotic, I feel confident that I'm giving my body what it needs to stay strong 
and balance my hunger hormones so I can avoid unwanted pounds. I trust Just Thrive because their probiotic has more clinical research than anything else out there, which is so important to me. And I love that it's vegan, it's non-GMO, gluten-free, dairy-free, and free from anything artificial. It's even safe for kids. So I'll talk more openly about how Ford has been struggling with environmental stressors that trigger asthmatic symptoms. And even that comes from gut and supporting gut health. So I have been sprinkling a little bit of the Just Thrive probiotic in his morning cereal or in his smoothie and he loves it. He doesn't even know it's there. But seriously, I can mix it into smoothies or bake it into any recipe without potency. And as a bonus, Just Thrive probiotic can even support beautiful skin, better sleep, and a brighter mood because it all starts with your gut. So right now you can get 15% off their award-winning probiotic or any of their science-backed all-natural products when you go to justthrive.com and use promo code INVESTYOURBEST at checkout. So get your 15% off. You will not be disappointed. Go buy this probiotic to support your gut health because it all starts with your gut and support your overall health. Yeah. It's like living, it's like living in limbo, whether or not you're amicable or not. It's like just living in a space where, you know, you're not going to be forever. And like, you really want to have that conversation with your kids, but you don't want to have it too soon. And it's, it's very unsettling to not feel like you are in a place of moving forward. Like this has been a tango and I'm dizzy and I'm ready to jump, you know, it's like getting out of limbo, you know, you're just in limbo. Yeah. Um, but there's light at the end of the tunnel always um, for anybody. And it's just being patient with the process because everything's happening at perfect timing, perfect speed. And, and in, in that way too, like, I feel like my healing, you, you don't heal in a linear way. Like last year I was not ready to date at all. And now I feel like I'm like, I'm like, I've healed that part of me a little bit, you know? Um, and then I, and then I like put myself out there and I'm like, eh, eh, maybe not, maybe I'm not ready yet. So it's just, <laughs> you just out and be, you know, just be okay with changing your mind. That's what I've learned about myself. It's like, it's okay to like, maybe think you're ready for something and then realize you're not. It's just how it works. Sometimes you have to try stuff in order to realize. Um, I think you have such a positive mindset about it too. And I love, I love what you said of just like seeing it as a learning experience. Everything is something, you know, there's a positive, there's a takeaway, you know, and I love that. I want to have some unfiltered conversations with you guys really fast. So I want to know what type of moms you are. Like, are you the put together mom at the drop off? Are you the clicking mom? Are you the mom that's like, my kid has to be in bed by six, you know, spill the tea on what type of mom you guys are. I'm the militant mom for sure. I sleep train my kids since the day they come home from the hospital. We are routine. I'm Don't come to old. my house. <laughs> I'm Aurora will tell you I'm a psycho A type OCD. Us working together has been the most hilarious. Like yeah, I mean, like there could not be like yeah. I feel like we are an experiment. Just the two of us, like <laughs> literally. But it, it's funny. It's it's definitely it's hilarious. 
But um, I'm, and I'm also, I'm kind of coming to this self-realization. I'm not a helicopter mom because I actually believe in letting my kids fall in the dirt and scrape their knees and try things and learn that way. So I'm not a helicopter mom in that aspect, but I am in the fact of, in the way that I don't let my kids hang out with anybody. Mm. <laughs> like unless I'm there or the play date is at my house and I'm very particular around who my kids are around and what parents I surround myself with. Um, because like you said, they're sponges at this age and they, what they see and who they're around, that's what they learn. And I am very, very strict on raising leaders, honestly. So I want my kids to be respectful and they do chores. They earn their toys. They pay for their toys when they want to go to Target. They do not get birthday parties until they're five. I, I'm oh, very really? strict. Wait, wait, where did this go? How, what's your thinking on Why that? Why didn't I do that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, every birthday I know. Party after it's been horrible. I, I, I would have yeah. saved so much money. Like, yeah, the first, they, yeah. The, the first couple birthdays, they got like a couple, you know, gifts from us. Um, and then I would, Tyler makes them a cake. That's like his thing. And we, I get balloons at the house, but it's just our family. And I, one, I want to instill in them that like your family is always there for you. Your family is the one. I want them to want to be with us on their birthdays. And then five is like when they start to get friends in class. And so they get the choice of either a birthday party or a home party. And then you get presents. But if you get a birthday party, you do not get presents. What? So, yes, we got, we got, they get one present. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because one, I'm not made of money. And two, like things are getting crazy. When I grew up, I don't know, I grew up poor. So I went to Chuck E. Cheese with like two friends and got like disgusting pizza. And same with Tyler. We grew up very middle America, um, didn't have much. So I've already provided such an incredible privileged life for my children that I need to, I need to keep them humble. (laughs) So yeah, let me I ask totally. you a question. Did did you know you were going to be this type of mom before or were you like, okay, I'll, this is kind of who you've kind of molded into? Like, did you have a vision of who you would be as a mom before? Because it's very like, which I admire. No, it's, yeah. Well, I think I personally as a woman have become more militant in my life. I was, I, I was always um, focused and wanted to succeed and competitive. Um, but I wasn't this strict in my own life with routine. And I think I have to give credit to my husband. He's a Navy SEAL crazy human who texts Aurora at 4 a.m. And he's <laughs> so, but it's, but it's because he cares and wants the best for you. And it's rubbed off on me. And, and obviously it's rubbed off on, on my children. So, but going into motherhood, I actually was like, I'm going to breastfeed for a year. I'm going to stay home and only raise the kids and take them to, field trips and all this. And I am so not that mom. I am actually quite the opposite. And PTA mom too. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. What type of mom are you Aurora? Like, are you together at drop off? I, I'm like, uh, I breastfed both my kids to, for, for like 16 months, like kind of too long where they were like asking for the boo. (laughs) Sleep with me. It's a shit show around here. But like, for me, I always struggled with like, and honestly, I'm learning, like I'm becoming more like Kristen because what I'm learning is that like, it's, it's not sustainable. Some of the, the, I, I always worried about 
I, I always felt like love solves all the answers. Give your kids as much love as possible. And like, I don't want them to feel scared at night. If they want to snuggle with me, especially because I'm going through this divorce too. And I know I'm not going to have them for half the time. I'm like, I, I stand by that. Like they can sleep with me until they're 45. If they want to, I don't care. I'll never find a boyfriend, but <laughs> some of the more like militant things, like my kids used to be able to have iPads during the week. Never in the morning, but like now I'm like, no, no iPads during the week. You can have them during the weekend. Things that I'm finding out probably the hard way that just don't work. Um, you know, like the way, I don't know, the, the way that I introduce food to my kids. I, I was really flexible with that. And now I have the pickiest eater. Like he would have gotten the Chuck E. Cheese pizza somewhere. I don't know. It's hard. I, I'm Every day I'm reevaluating. Um you know, what's working and what's not working. And, um, but I'm definitely more flexible, um, with my rules than Christian and, and I, my kids work for things, but they, I'm trying not to spoil them, but, um, it's hard. It's hard. You want to give your kids everything and provide this amazing life for them, but you don't want them to be spoiled. So it's like this constant tug of war as a parent. So I just believe in an 80, 20 rule in all aspects of life, whether it's, pleasure, fun, it's food, it's activities. And Aurora, you were saying like the iPads. So with my kids, we have what's called Friday fun day. When you come home and your room is clean, then Friday fun day starts. And that means you can have the iPad, you can play Xbox, you can have fun, you can stay up late, there's no bedtimes. Yeah, so it's like, that's when you you get to have your fun. But during the week, it's it's work week. We all got to (laughs) work. Yeah, Yeah, I I like that. I do like that too. And and, and the thing is background is in teaching. I have a master's degree in teaching and behavior analysis, which is all like making behavior plans for kids by learning what, you know, what's the thing that works for them and what, how are we going to get the result that we want? Um, So like, I know that it takes consistency. I know when you reward bad behavior or or attention seeking behavior with attention that you're just perpetuating that behavior. It's so hard when it's your own kid though, because sometimes in the moment it's just like, I need you to be quiet right now. So yeah, I just want to have a dinner in beef. But the thing is that that's like short term gain. You got to have like a long term gain. But with my kids too, I'm not, um, I I, like, I like that you don't give your kids birthday parties until they're five because with, with my kids, I don't buy them a lot of toys. I hate the like gluttonous American culture where Mm -hmm. stuff, stuff, stuff. So there's shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I like just green toys, like toys that look like they're whittled up, whittled out of like a tree stump. That didn't go, that didn't happen. There's a target down the street. So it didn't last for very long, but that's still something I try to instill. It's like, we're not going to throw something out because it doesn't work. We're going to learn how to fix it. Um, I love I that. Play outdoors more. Just And I think it's important. Like I just read something, you know, kids are supposed to be bored because when they're bored, they tap into their creativity. And yes. that's the one thing that I love. My son, they're, they're not big on electronics. They're outside catching Amazing. lizards and other boys, you know, they're in the dirt. And it's funny because we have kids in the neighborhood that come over and they're like, hey, let's play electronics. I'm like, no, go outside, be creative. And all of a sudden they're playing this like imaginative play. Yeah, it's so so cute. Yeah. I'm reading a book called Healing ADD by Dr. Dr. Um, Amen. Yes. Um, Oh, I didn't. Yeah, Amen. That's right. The Amen clinics. Um, He it's just so interesting. It's everything that we know that we just need a reminder of. 
people who spend time on video games, like behind a screen, they're just less happy. And that's like, I'm trying to tell my son because he's got, he got really into Roblox. And then I see him yeah, over there like eating video game. And I'm like, you know, it's mindless. I, it's mindless. Last ten years, I'm like, I'm never going to be the parent with the kid who plays the video games. I just, yeah. I hated being around boys playing video games when I was young. They were antisocial. They were, they weren't nice. They were, you know. And I, so that's something that I'm like, play no iPads during the week. If you want to play Roblox on the weekends, fine. Maybe you'll be a computer scientist someday. I don't want to squander that, you know, just in case. But I truly believe being behind your screen makes you unhappy. Like I find that in my yes, life, like, yeah. mindless scrolling. Like yeah, it's the dopamine because you're raising your threshold of dopamine to a level. Yeah. So if you do that right away, you're trying to reach that dopamine throughout the day and it's impossible. That's something mm -hmm. I'm working on too because I'm, I've been diagnosed ADD, social anxiety, anxiety, depression. So it's like I, I have my master's in mental health counseling, Aurora. So we oh. have that similarities where it's like I know what needs to be done, you know, yeah. and just, just having that awareness, you know, let me, let me just kind of ask you guys are you a mom who is like as far as food are you aware of like what type of food you give your kids like can your kids eat some foods not foods have you seen anything like foods influencing behaviors kind of want to open pandora's box on this one i, I love this in my email was just telling me that like red dye she sent me this article about red dye red 40 teacher, and she says that if she sees somebody that pulls something out that has the red dye in it that they know that their afternoon will be lost with their classroom because like it's like yeah. if somebody puts in red cupcakes for the class or something which i was always like that's kind of weird i don't really know if i believe that but with my son who's such a picky eater I notice things like, like my ex, this is hard when you're going through a divorce too, because you have to pick your battles. But like my ex comes back from like Costco or something. He buys the microwave popcorn. That's just like the chemicals mm. and the, the, it's just like, like it just smells like cancer to me. And, yeah. I, and you know, I have to pick my battles, but he's got him fruit loops, um, fruity pebble, like the, with all the dye in it, it's just, it's horrible. And I can totally see the behavior. Yeah, it's like giving all the sugar and then wondering why your kid like won't sit down. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. well, they had cereal and donuts for breakfast, but he can't sit still in class. It's like, yeah, I think it's like I, Christy, I, yeah. the 90s lover and I'm with 90s come like the Dunkaroos and the, you know, the fruit roll ups. My yeah. so I've so I actually so anytime I because I am so militant, I have to be hyper aware of also not harming them in the future whether it's food and, you know, having food issues or being so strict. So they hate me. So I have to be, I have to, my goal is to always explain the reasoning behind why I'm doing things. Mm -hmm. So for example, with um, food, I, they know their food groups. They know protein, carbs, fruit, vegetables, all of this. They know what pesticides are. They know I'm washing the poison off of them. So I have to explain to them, oh, this, so they call like cheese it. They know like, and it sucks, but like, baseball games, we get a snack bag and there's Cheez-Its in there and I'm in a, in a Capri Sun and they look at me, they go, I can't have that mom. That's poison. And they know, cause I've explained to them that it is poisonous in your body and it can hurt you in the long run. And I try to explain it in kid terms, like Jackson, if you want to be a professional football player, you got to take care of your body and you want to walk and you want to live a long life. Like let's, so, but I also try to balance it. So basically I have a couple of rules in our house, which is no seed oils. So we don't buy anything with seed oils. If it's not in the house and you can't eat it, which is also a rule I live by. 
if I can't pronounce the ingredient, then I can't buy it either. Um, it's been a process, like weeding out everything, but everything we do, we try to cook at home. We don't eat out. Um, we don't order food. Tyler makes our own peanut butter. Like we're, we're just about to buy some chicken. So I hey, do how do you make peanut butter? What, what, do, how do you make peanut butter? So <laughs> like, he like literally with a, with a mixer and grinder with peanuts, salt, chia seeds, protein, hemp seeds. And we have like a tub cause we like live off peanut butter and eggs. Um, and so he makes this. it like every week. Yeah. So we try to go as whole as possible. Um, but yeah, with the kids, we, they don't have any of that. But if we're out to dinner, I, it's like, try to get something healthy. Or if, if it's a Saturday, they want to get a donut. It's okay. I, again, I try to go back to that 80, 20 rule where they're aware of life. Like they're going to have these things. I don't want to create a binge eater down the road. Um, yeah. But in our house, we seed oil is, is, is really good for you. Sesame oil is also good for you. So seed oil is a byproduct. Yeah. What? Seed oil and like canola oil. It's a byproduct no. of weight. Oh, okay. So. So you're yeah. talking so you about, have, yeah. So, but like olive oil is okay. Avocado oil is okay. There's different mm. types of oils that are okay. Um, it's like you said, it's the canola oil, it's the corn syrup. It's all this shit that gives you cancer and ADHD and disease yeah. and, and inflammation. Did yes. you hear how like, yes. Alzheimer's is now classified as diabetes three? So it's how I'm your sure body, it is. Yeah. That's so they're saying sugar, seed oil, and then the processed like white. Um, contribute yeah. to that, which is it, it's just mind blowing. I, I feel like at, I know canola oil. I have to look at your grapeseed oil because I feel like that's one of the ones that they were pushing for a long time. It's like a great source of omega threes. Um, I don't know about grapeseed oil. I know like I know like canola canola oil. Um, what are the other ones? Those yeah, are like byproducts a, of waste. What's the book that Chris and I are both have been talking about? This book. Um, uh, it's a this guy will just make you feel like you're doing everything wrong, which I hate because it can be so overwhelming not yeah. to know. Like, just well, it, not anything right now. Yeah, or like you're out of control. You also, like, once I hear something, I can't unhear it. Yep. Like, yep. once I heard this seed oil thing, I'm like, fuck, I can't yep. buy those muffins I love, you know? I, so yeah, and it's like me learning like, all this stuff and then explaining it to my husband. <laughs> Sorry, there was I know, a and lag. also reconciling it with your culture. Like, for me, it's such a big part of my – food has always been such a big part of, like, the love in my life. Because mm-hmm. I come from a big Italian family. Like, we would make meatballs. We would eat eel. It was, like, part – and we would have these big dinners. And, and having to kind of relearn, like, how to make that experience happen. Even, like, a barbecue. Think about, like, the smell of, like, meat grilling mm-hmm. on a barbecue. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like love. Yeah, and you can still eat, you can still eat all these things. You don't have to be like a, a crazy human. You can still eat these things as long for me. My rule is like, as long as it's real, I'm still going to have chicken and steak and potatoes and all this, but as long as yeah. it's real, it's not right. some processed Bill it's Gates a once shit. once in a while type thing. Like you're not <laughs> eating, you don't need to eat beef every day, but like if you're going to have a 4th of July barbecue, get like grass fed, happy cow. Exactly. Yeah. A great life. And now you get to eat it. <laughs> there's yeah. a happy medium. I just feel like as a mom, there's so much stuff, you know, there's so much stuff out there, like the cleaning products, everything where I feel like I'm, I'm out of control. And then you have like, right now my son's nine. So he goes to friends houses and stuff. And I have to say, okay, no soda, you know, and I like, Chris yeah. and I said, 
you know, the more we talk about our kids to better understand it versus just like, no, you can't have this. I think it's all like hyping them up where they can eventually make their own decisions. And there's a for sure. And I think that's a huge, it's a huge problem, even with adults or like my, my parents' generation, it's a lot of the times when it comes to health, whether it's working out or food you put in your body, it's a lack of education. Mm -hmm. So the more I feel like I can provide my kids and educate them and give them the resources and reasons behind why, then they'll make those decisions for themselves when they're nine, 10, 11, 12 years old, confidently on their own. Yeah, we actually had a good episode um, with a the glucose goddess, and she gave Ooh. some really good kind of how to make sugar, uh, how to still have sugar in your life, but not let it have as many detrimental effects on your health. I love so. that. I can't wait to tune in. Okay, lastly, I just want to talk about mom friends, because I know I have a lot of moms that are listeners. And a lot of the time, like even I'm experiencing like, what mom click do I belong to? Like, I want to have mom friends because it's important that my kids, I'm friends with moms that are my kids, but also sometimes you don't relate to those moms. What's your experience with mom friends? What does that look like for you ladies? It's, I think it's tough for a lot of women to create mom friends. Um, For me too, I think before I even get into the mom friends question is that I was a young mom like yourself and Aurora was too, actually. And so the, the first few years is, still having those friends that maybe aren't married or don't have kids yet. And that struggle of like, there's a widening gap between friendships because they just absolutely mm-hmm. do not understand your life and how much you sacrifice and how hard it is for me to go out and meet you and drive to you, like show some appreciation because they just don't <laughs> understand. You truly don't yeah. know until you're in it. Um, and then finally, I even just had a girlfriend who just had a, she had the baby's like six or seven months and she was, Oh my God, I judge the shit out of you. And now I'm like, respect. Wait till my sisters have kids. I'm like, <laughs> I know. You just I wait. Think, yeah. I think I feel that's like tough. This, the, my mom friends are my best friends now. Like, I have a birthday dinner tonight, and the people coming are like my two sisters and just the friends that I've made since I've had kids. And I feel like it's been like one of the most, like, the best extra bonus blessings that I wasn't like aware of it all because it was kind of all just by accident but it's like I have the people that I want to hang out with are people who I can hang out with with my kids usually Mm -hmm. it's like on a not all the time for sure but they get it I feel like you relate at a at a at a deeper level kind of you know um I read a quote this morning that was like when you have kids and you become a mom you you lose yourself in a bit, but it's a good, but it's not a bad thing because moms are really good at finding things. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Mom, it's like, now we like, we have to re refine ourselves. And with that, it's like picking out new friends sometimes or, you know, just reevaluating the ones we have. <laughs> I'm a shocker. I'm also strict with when it comes to picking and choosing my friends. Especially because it's well, gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you have this much amount of time in your life, especially if you're working or have other projects going on, you don't have a lot of time. So my time is very precious. So if I'm going to choose to spend my time away from family or in conjunction with my family, with another family, like you better be fucking awesome. You better be like cool, very flexible, understanding, not sensitive. I have a mouth. Like you need to be able to laugh and not take offense. And we also need to have like, for me, I need to have similar values because 
again, that goes back to like my kids are around you and around your children. You better reflect and have the same values that I have because I don't want my kids to be any other type of way except an amazing human and leader. So if you have good, respectful kids and you have an amazing like marriage where you're, you take care of yourself as a woman, like that's who I want to be friends with. I think it goes full circle. It's really just, and especially like in your thirties, it's evaluating every aspect. Like what is bringing you value to your life? It's going to like level you up versus bring you down. And I feel like I'm on that similar journey where unfortunately I'm not friends with a couple people anymore because they really weren't adding value to my life, you know, or even like the drinking, like not giving up alcohol, you lose kind of friends that you revolve alcohol around with. So I think that's all about the thirties though. I rather have quality friends than just a hundred of them. I, I always, I always, we're, say, we're, I, I'm always looking for a new mom friend. It sounds, it sounds <laughs> as far away possible. <laughs> yeah. I live in Polk County, Florida. You, you don't. Oh, Kristen and I already decided that we'll never go to Florida because of the recent news about the kid that, that was eaten by an alligator. I don't know. I oh, just have a alligator. The bugs and lizards and alligators yeah. are just a no for me. Yeah, you know, it sounds like a great place. <laughs> I know, it's great. Yeah, we have like, we live on a lake, so there's like alligators everywhere. Oh, yeah. And no. I just, oh. it's just, we go tubing in the lake and there's alligators and you just, oh, hell no. I do not yeah. fuck with gators. Absolutely <laughs> not. That's worse but than sure. I know, but yeah. I always like wonder like what it's like to raise a kid out in California though, too. Just like I don't know. Where are you, Aurora? Are you in LA or where are, are I'm you in LA. LA? I'm like at the I'm near like Venice. So I live at okay. the beach, um in LA out, you know, I'm not in the whole Hollywood realm, but I'm okay. Still so you're like LA. outside of it. Um, yeah. And Christian's in San Diego, so it's a little bit different, a little more I love San Diego. It's super chill. I live in North County. It's such a bubble. I call it Pleasantville. Like I've never seen a piece of trash on the ground or a homeless person or anything like firefighters save cats out of trees. Literally. I saw that happen once. It's, it's amazing. (laughs) However, it is getting a little scary in California. So I don't know how much longer we'll be here. Yeah, I hear ya. All right, well, Aurora, Kristen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Kristen, I mean, I can't wait to see what any day. <laughs> is it really? Is it really any? Literally, literally any day. So I'm, I'm thinking probably within the next ten days is my guess. Oh, okay. So exciting. And I just, I just have to plug Barely Filtered. You guys can find us on Spotify yes. and Where on Apple iTunes. It? Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode. Sometimes it's just Aurora and I just talking shit and being just ridiculous. Going back have. and forth. Yeah. First episode so, tomorrow is like, oh my God, I was having anxiety in the middle of the night last night. There's just a lot of, it's very not it's TMI. And I have, really yeah. Just, it's informative. You'll laugh, you'll cry. It'll be fun. <laughs> you'll learn something. Yeah. You know, tomorrow's episode, you won't learn anything valuable. Not to Chris get some tips. Well, and I, I will say though, I, and I, this is a PSA and I want to like say this is like, we're not politicians. We're not scientists. We're not professional therapists or anything. We are two women trying to figure life out and we share our experiences and our stories and so, and hopefully make you laugh or learn something. And we're just doing it all barely filtered every Wednesday. And yeah. I love it. I think the world needs it and we can't wait to listen. We can't wait to hear. Congratulations Thank you. for coming on it. We'll see you guys soon. Thank Bye. you. Bye.